There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everyone. I am three minutes, four minutes late on Mornings with Mizzy this morning. It's been a bit busy. Um, I've been FaceTiming with Miss Lady since like a little bit before six, no, a little bit before seven. And I was like, oh shoot, we have four minutes. I got to go make Spencer's coffee and get him ready <laughs> to head out to work. So I'm, I'm, I'm a wee bit behind, but it's totally okay. We are going to get the morning started. I hope everybody's had such a lovely weekend. We've had so much going on. I'm very excited to share it all. So what happened last we spoke was thursday we had a really 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 overwhelming weekend of just different activities and different events and stuff that we had going on friday night we went out to a local restaurant on the water and we met up with our single guy we have not hung out with him in like i can't even tell you how long it's been a very long time and um i really really wanted <laughs> to engage in some sort of uh sexual activity but i have to be truthful since it's been so long, I just didn't feel comfortable like right out of the gate, just like jumping right into it. So I'm hoping that we can continue kind of like hanging out some so I feel a little bit better and open-minded about jumping into it because I really do miss the dynamics. Uh, so if we could have that back, I would really love it. Um, on Saturday, he invited us to go out on his boat with him. And even in that moment in time, I was like, you know how great it would be to have like a like a porn scene out on the boat, but I was feeling like a little bit wonky and I just, my, my head wasn't in the game, so nothing ended up happening, but it does make me believe that there's potential for the future and that uh, we might have, you know, some sexiness coming up. We'll have to see. I don't know. So that was kind of like the beginning highlight of my weekend of like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, are we migrating back towards this relationship? Are we going to be able to get this uh, sparks flowing again? Because my God, that was always so delightful and juicy. That would be amazing. Uh, good morning, Omar. How are you today? I hope that I haven't seen you in such a long time. Uh, have you been up to anything exciting? Like what have you been up to? Uh, so in any event, uh, so that was kind of like where we were on Friday and Saturday. So it was like a really good start to the weekend. If you guys have been paying attention, um, I was sharing about this couple that we met down at the beach and that we have been kind of chit-chatting with about lifestyle stuff and different things. And I mentioned that there are some pretty heavy-duty dynamics. He's got a girlfriend. She's not thrilled about it. And so... Um, you know, I was like trying to understand whether or not they were looking to explore the lifestyle. Like, I just really was not sure where they were at at all. I'm most certain we labeled Sunday as the shit show. I was fully transparent with them. I did tell them that I speak of them often on the show. They, so full disclosure, anything I'm going to say, they do know that I am fully open and honest. Um, it was, it was a shit show. I cannot keep my mouth for the life of me. If you could if you could understand that it was really difficult to watch and see some of the stuff that was going on right so 
we only know this couple from being out at the beach in a bar setting, nothing personal or anything of the sorts. And so when we went over to the house for a barbecue, Spencer and I knew that we were going to have to really lay out the dynamics of our relationship, how it started, where it began, which meant providing my history, Spencer's history, so they can understand where we collided and how things, how things are and why we are where we are today and how we're able to operate so smoothly and united within the lifestyle together. But in order for us to be able to tell why we're so smooth and united, you've got to understand all of the back history to it, right? And so it took a really long time for us to get to where we were today for them to recognize that in relationships, many times things get stale or they get familiar or you know things just happen right and it takes communication and different things but it also takes you understanding what it is that you want from a relationship to be strong enough to say this is what I'm looking for right and when Spencer and I made the commitment to be in our relationship we both committed that all we want from life is to be happy we're never going to be in a situation where our relationships are violent because I don't know about you guys and I think that you would probably be lying if you said that you've never participated in it but there have been times in my marriage where I've gone batshit crazy and legit have lost my fucking mind. Um, you know, one Easter, I'm pretty sure I was, you know, put in a chokehold and knocked, you know, knocked out with a knee to the face. And so, you know, like things like this have gone on and I've reacted harshly in circumstances too. You know, there have been times where my ex-husband would be super wasted, really wasted. And I would go around the house, I'd collect all the bottles that I could find. And I'd go and I'd open them and I'd pour them all over them. That was never a good thing, right? Because now there's just vodka all over the floor. There's vodka all over the couch. And then there's an angry Marine who's ready to come for war. So it was never a good thing, right? And these are the commitments that we made to ourselves, that we're never going to be in a relationship that are volatile like this, that are really, really just detrimental to our well-being, you know, because happiness is super important but making the decision to be happy is super important and when i recognize with this couple is like all these things it seems to me as this that they got this very familiar relationship because they've been with each other for a really long time uh in that familiarity you know she was a stay-at-home mom she took care of the kids you know they met in high school so you know they met in high school the only relationship she knows is him and if you know like an old Italian family, which I mean, it could be really anybody, and I feel like it's an old school generation too, but there's a lot of women coming in this generation now that have been stay at home moms, and now all their children are going off to school and they're doing their thing and they're empty nesters. But what happens is they're not qualified to do anything in life because all they know is how to be a stay at home mom. Men, I don't think that you understand how challenging it is for women to be able to try and find themselves after being lost and giving themselves to their family forever. You know, you guys, I'm sure, deal with something very similar, although I can't speak upon it because I'm not you and I'm not a man. But, like, for a lady, your whole entire world revolves around managing your children. Yes, there are some dads that are highly engaged and integrated into family lifestyles and stuff like that, but... It's primarily the, the mother, right, doing all these. She's cooking. She's cleaning. She's taking the boys here. She's taking the girls there. Whatever the circumstances may be, you know, with my stepson, I was the primary parent. I took that motherfucker everywhere. 
football practice, PTA board where I was at, you know, like, I mean, everything and anything, yet I still had to wake up every day. I had to go do my job and I had to come home. I had to cook. I had to clean. I had to do all these different things. You get lost, right? In all of this, he stopped finding her to be, I guess, feminine in a way because she just got lost in her family. So we went and found a, a girlfriend <laughs> and the girlfriend is more independent. She's more strong-minded. And that's not really fair, right? You can't go out and find a woman that is better than your wife because of the circumstances you guys built together. Now, I'm sure that there's a lot of in-between of all this stuff, right? But this is what I'm picking up on. And of course, I'm watching her and she's not thrilled that he has the girlfriend. And it was very explosive between the two of them. I can't possibly sit and watch something like this go on. I, it was, <laughs> I don't know how we didn't get kicked out of the place a million times. It's, it got really heated over some moments. I mean, it all ended up in laughter in some sort of way, but it was very intense and it was very a matter of fact. It's gonna be an interesting journey going forward. I don't really know, know how the relationship is going to keep on. Uh, you know, I know that Spencer and the gentleman spoke yesterday and was like hey are we all good is everybody good like we're all good everybody's good it's well and we're all getting back together again tomorrow night at the beach spencer's just hollering um so it was it was really interesting you know as individuals themselves they're both very great great people right and they're both really looking to be successful within their journeys you know he wants to be successful at what he's doing she just wants to be able to provide her family and be accepted and whatever uh the lifestyle is certainly not a place for them it is no conversation for them to even, you know, dabble in. You know, she possibly said, if he had come to her and said, listen, I am, you know, whatever this, with this woman, can we figure this out? She said she would have been open-minded to it because she had already realized that this woman had something for her man. And so, you know, as you were listening to the conversations and kind of hearing some of the stuff that was going on, it does seem like she would be open-minded to some sort of direction in that way. However, you, I could not even possibly encourage something of the sorts at this moment in time because it's so far broken. The trust, the respect, there's a lot of levels of things that need to be worked on there for them to even be able to come to the same page. And I honestly don't think that that's ever going to be the circumstances. Uh, we did agree upon several sessions to get through this and I'm really open-minded to continuing the conversation. Um, I am never going to bite my tongue and I'm never gonna allow a woman to be disrespected and treated like she doesn't exist or anything in front of me. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty intense, a pretty intense day, but I'm really proud of it and I wouldn't change it for the world. And so we'll see how it keeps going. So that's the update from the shit show as we labeled it. At one point in time, we actually did want to get the podcast out and just record it because it was just, it was fucking off the top out of control. Would you not agree with that, Bubby? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was speechless. <laughs> We got in the car on the way home, and he was just like, Woo! uh, I was like, uh, I don't know. I just, it was too much. Like, I just, it's it too great. much. Spencer said it was great. There was another gentleman there who was just like, he was so fucking mind blown, but I guess he's experienced their behaviors on Sundays prior to this one. So what was going on? Oh, he's been a lifelong friend of theirs. So he's been experiencing this, like, explosive blowouts between them because n i'm not kidding you 
every single conversation that we had, it didn't even have anything to do with this particular topic. She brought the girlfriend up or she brought something up having to do with, there was not one time that we had like a normal conversation where their, their problem was not brought into it. At one point in time, I said to Spencer, I said, they keep putting it on display. You can't possibly keep putting your shit out on display and not expect anybody to say anything of it. If everybody around me wants to keep their mouth shut, that's totally fine. But this is fucking nuts. Disrespectful. It is crazy on every single level. You want to fucking go head to head? Let's do it now and figure out why the fuck you're being such a douche to your wife. And that was pretty much what it is. I said to her, why are you in this marriage? You know, if you want to sit here and acknowledge the fact that you know, he takes good care of you and you have a house and you have all these different things and you know what, I got a sugar daddy and I'm going to go do my thing. That's totally cool too. You accept that, you know, but like, what are we doing here? And I was open and honest with both of them at the same time with the different things that I've said. So there was full transparency across the board. Uh, so if you need some honesty in your relationship, you know, come to me. I fucking lay that shit right out for you. And listen, I'm so strong minded because of what I experienced, right? There's not anybody male or female, but I will be more advocates for the females that should have to suffer in any kind of way. You know, like I think back to some of the things that I've gone through and you're just like, nobody should do that. So yeah, no, ladies, find your fucking voice. Find, find what's important to you. Find your value. It's, it's unacceptable for us to be so small in what we have. <laughs> I gotta move on. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Steven. <gasps> Mr. Dickinson, I need to tell you something. I got a magical surprise coming your way. I am so excited to put it in the mail. Uh, it's going in the mail for you today. I can't wait. <laughs> okay, good morning, Diego. So now that we've gone through my rambling of this craziness, we're gonna get on to today's topic. And today's topic is my erectile dysfunction is, needs your help within the swingers lifestyle and also my relationship. So this came from a community submitted question and it was like kind of a whole thing, right? So I'm going to read what it is that this gentleman submitted to me and then we're gonna have some conversation around it. I posted it into the private group so we can hear some feedback um, from others because you know, as men, you guys experience things that I don't and so I can't possibly speak on it. I did also have some private messages sent to me after the morning show when we started to kind of touch upon the subject of things to try also. So we'll get to both of those uh, topics right now. So I'm really excited. I got a new little journal to get the morning show and I feel like I'm gonna be Ellen DeGeneres, although I gotta put my paper in like half spots. I've now got like working run of shows for all the shows. Look at how we're progressing. Um, okay, so this is what the gentleman had reached out to me and said. I've been a lifelong diabetic and over the last dozen or so years, it has caused occasional erectile dysfunction, which was manageable with little blue pills. However, as of late, erections have been non-existent. The pills are no longer effective. My partner and I have been together nearly 10 years and this new problem is suddenly changing the dynamics of our play lifestyle, as well as our own personal banging or their lack of. I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions on how a relationship, which has always been full swap, can comfortably change to just her swapping while I either simply watch or do manual, oral, or only on a woman. But in all honesty, that's not usually what is expected when at a club or a hotel event. How does one still play when they physically cannot and not be embarrassed by it in the lifestyle? So, number one, 
I, my response to this gentleman was, I'm really sorry to hear of the current situation that's going on, but I'm so thankful that you felt comfortable enough to reach out to me to try and speak through this for you. I also want to make mention that he's not alone. I cannot tell you how many men have messaged me to say that they have issues in this department. How many men I talk to when we're at the events that have this issue. We all have to remember, we're not spring chickens, you know, and there are a lot of things that go wrong with our bodies. I know that there are times that there are different things going on with my body that make me feel very self-conscious. I talk about a lot of it freely, but there are also some things that are still a little bit more personal to me that make me feel a little bit more self-conscious that make me feel uncomfortable in a particular play situation. Am I gonna do it? Am I not gonna do it? Whatever it is. We all go through those moments of are we going to be able to move past whatever is on the surface to get to you know this open freedom, right? Of being able to just say, fuck it, we're just gonna do our thing and fully accept ourselves at this moment in time. Gentlemen, I promise you, you are not alone. I feel like and that's not an exaggeration, maybe 65% of the men that I speak to have a very hard time in the lifestyle. And there's a few things that go on with it. Number one, they feel very insecure because they can't, they can't get it up. Okay, well that's number one, not a big issue, right? Number two is, well then nobody wants to play with them they feel like. All right, so no, insecurity number two. Then number three comes, well, their wife gets to go out and bang whatever man can get it up. Well, insecurity number three. So you have all these different things going on. I'm not necessarily sure the woman, the partner of, of the husband, recognizes how much of an issue that this really is for them. And so I think that fully openly within the relationship, you've got to be able to be strong and bonded to figure out sexually how you guys are going to overcompensate or connect together to continue on, right? But that's the responsibility of both of you. It's a responsibility for you as the man to say, you know what, I'm having a struggle here. Can you help me explore in a different way? It is the responsibility of the woman to take note to your husband and see how he's feeling. Ladies, I watch a lot of you. It's very sad sometimes. I see a lot of your partners sitting off on the side feeling a little bit mm, because of the circumstances at hand. If I can tell from the outside, you can't tell me that you can't tell from within your household. You'd be lying to yourself and lying to your partner because you're being selfish, right? That's first ownership. So for me, this was a really important topic because although I was super passionate and strong-minded just now on women's rights and standing up for ourselves, men, I feel equally as passionate about supporting your causes too, and for you to feel strong-minded and talking about the insecurities that you need to talk through. So yes, although this was a very strong intro to the show, it was very important to kind of migrate into sharing that we all struggle and that we all need extra support, and here we go with this topic. I was so proud to see so many men jump on immediately to the conversation, sharing experiences that they've had different suggestions on you know what they what they've done different medical aspects 100%. What I do want to say is at no point in time am I qualified or any kind of like 
I don't own any power to tell you anything in real life, right? You need to go to your doctor, however you say that. You always need to go talk to your doctor. If you're having issues that make you feel super insecure, you know, go to your regular primary care doctor and see where you need to go. If it's something mental, of course, go find like a therapist or, or whatever the fuck it may be. You know, this is just open conversation, other humans sharing other human experiences, trying to guide one another. That's my disclosure for this show. Um, so it started out, I posted this in the group, and like immediately a couple of men jumped on and um, they were saying, speaking as someone who has had an occasional ED from anxiety, depression, especially secondary to an antidepressant, I would first try your doctor, see if there's another ED medication if possible. If you haven't already, maybe try some form of CBD or THC product if legal. And if you haven't already, I would also experiment to see if there's something new, a toy, a fetish, a technique might help arouse you. If your love and communication are solid, I can't see her not wanting to help join in. This is a work in progress for both of you. Also try changing up your diet. Some foods and spices are said to help masculinity. Hope this helps and sorry if I am blunt. Now, I didn't think that that was too blunt at all. I thought that that was just perfect. It kind of was a well-rounded response. It offered a lot of different suggestions. There's one thing that I want to touch upon it, and I know that somebody did within the, um, the comments below, but I should have said it first. There was one striking red flag uh, point in the, the question that he provided, and that was not, he said, what is expected when at a club or hotel event. So he was saying that it's expected for you to fuck when you go to the event. It's unusual for you to be able to provide oral or some sort of other kind of interaction. Now, I'm going to be truthful with you guys. I don't necessarily always need the Pepe. Uh, I can take a lot of different activities and feel very exhilarated from them. I mean, I love to be fingered. Like, that's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, Oral is not my most favorite. I'm not going to lie. Like, we have to be in the moment. And I don't know. If you really enjoy it, like, I can get behind it and it's fine. But it's not one of my most favorite things. Um, but if in the beginning of the play, it, you guys are all chatting, which, mind you, listen to me in the beginning of play when you're all supposed to be chatting, talking about your rules and your boundaries and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, which those conversations never happen, um, we would be a little bit more in tune to what our partners need, right? So an example, this past weekend when we were talking about, and I've shared it so many times, when we were talking to this couple, trying to explain our lifestyle, the lady, you know, the woman turned around to me and she says, so you're not allowed to just go out and do whatever you want. I said, no, I'm not allowed to go out and do whatever I want. And Spencer's not allowed to go out and do, out, do whatever he wants either. I said, what happens is, and I looked at the gentleman. I said to him, I said, my, what I'm looking for from a partner is all these different qualifications. If I find somebody that I would like to have that interaction with, I say to Spencer, this is how I'm feeling with this partner. Is it okay for me to be that way with him? If he gives the approval then we're good to go to the next phase. If he gives me for whatever his reason is, and it could be, it doesn't even matter if it's because, uh, you know, I don't know, he eats pickles. I don't give a fuck what his reason is. You know, it could be anything underneath the sun. If he says no, he says no, and that's just, that's just what it is. But then the next time, it's not even maybe that time, it's the next time that we're with this individual. I say, okay, the three of us need to chat. Spencer's given me full permission 
to do this, that, and the other thing and be this way with you. Are you okay with that? Oh, good. Okay, so that means that we're all on the same page for the day. Then there's no miscommunications. At that moment in time is when I would share, and I had at the very first conversation. These are the things that I like. I'm totally into whatever these kinds of plays are. This is open at fair game. These are the things that are not allowed. Whatever. I'm sure those conversations happen, but I don't think that they go down to the extent that one should be talking about boundaries with. I think sometimes we just keep it high level on the sex things that we like. Um, but when you're at one of these hotel takeovers or two different things, if you're at a hotel takeover and you're in a group scenario, and you know maybe if you're in, if you're invited into a group play, there's all sorts of different dynamics going on in there. Not everybody is fucking. There are different things that are going on. Some people really like sensual massages or just the sensuality of touching and you know feeling and caressing and you know some people just like to be pleasured in different ways. So there are different ways for you to be able to contribute if you're just open and honest to say, listen. You know, tonight's just not my night. It's not working out in that way, but I really am passionate about this. Or, you know what, I'm really good with a dildo, or I'm really good with this. Like, there are other things that you can do. The one thing that's most important is, is that when we speak our words, we hold them confidently, and we say them confidently, even though we're insecure. Because if you re say it in the most, if you say it with the least bit of crack in your voice, they're gonna know that you feel uncomfortable. So you can make a choice at that point in time. You can either own it and be this way, or just hold your confidence so strong that nobody can debate you and you feel super powerful in the different things that you can do. So when Sean brought up bringing in a different fetish or toys or you know exploring different sexual things, I thought that that was remarkable right because I don't know how many men explore with prostate stuff I mean we don't really but we talk about it a lot you know simply because of Miss Lady you know she's all into that side of things so she's always sharing with us and educating uh, you know on different kinds of things that you know go on in her world and I know that that is a really enjoyable um, sexual arousal for men and I've heard that men can orgasm hardcore from you know prostate interactions and engagement and stuff like that so that could also be something too if you're open-minded enough uh you know a finger to whatever it may be i don't know how you necessarily do it i'm not the educator on that one but we can certainly have miss lady you know talk through different things um but that was a really great suggestion right so being open-minded being comfortable and confident and being able to share that you're having an issue and here are my solutions to my issue. That's not really an issue because I can still please you like a motherfucker and it's gonna be the best that you've ever had, right? And so that's that Sean Bravo to you. I thought that was really great. Good morning, Walter. After years of struggle, he says, I had an implant put in. It works great, a little loss in size, but has made a world of a difference. Walter, I would love to hear further on that because somebody had mentioned, and I'll get to it, it might even be the next one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read Matthew's response, but um, can you share what the implant is if you're not too uncomfortable putting too much out there or as much as you're, you're, you would be willing to? I didn't realize that there were things like that, and so I was like, well, of course, if ladies could get booby implants or any, or any kind of implants for that matter, there, of course there's got to be a Pepe implant, but how does it work? And, like, do you stay hard or soft? Like, I just am really, really curious, and I probably should look it up, and I'm going to look up videos and stuff, I guess. 
But Matthew says, first off, I'm sorry to hear about the ED. If your insurance covers it, there are implants available. What struck me was the comment about what's expected at a club. I don't know what events you are attending, but there shouldn't be any expectations at all. Everyone's dynamic is different. I saw one couple where the guy just randomly was playing with his wife while he was standing around shooting the shit. Like that was their thing that night. Your involvement shouldn't ever be something that you feel is mandated by those around you. I have to agree with that. You know, there's two different things that this man was kind of mentioning. The first one is like the lack of, um, you know, sexual engagement in the relationship or banging, as he said. And then also migrating into you know the lifestyle and doing full swap or how do you continue to do that um it's time for spencer to say goodbye so we're gonna have to go quick pause hi mommy so handsome what's up is. everybody right look at that have the best day okay i always do okay um what's it called <sighs> i don't quite remember where i was at but let's get back to the comments Oh, so Walter was talking about the implants. Uh, yes, I would like that. But yeah, I also, I have to agree with like the expectations at the club and stuff. There are so many different dynamics. Like we were just talking about on the show before, cuckolding, which was a really great migration into this. Now, we learned that cuckolding, as we all thought had to include, or most of us thought had to include um, degrading of sorts. It's not actually the case. Um, sometimes... It's just the man watching or, you know, I, there are different dynamics that you can put together. Hot wife. Spencer and I sometimes, oh, no, no, no. We, we said it was more like stag vixen. That's where we kind of determined ourselves. But a lot of times Spencer just watches me do my thing. Spencer doesn't even participate all the time. I mean, so far up until now, he yeah. I mean, it's just primarily been me doing different lifestyle stuff. He kind of just lets me kind of, you know, whatever tickles my fancy, which is not much or often, but that's what he enjoys, right? So sometimes for him to just sit back and be like, oh, go do this. Like, I just want to watch it. It's like he enjoys that. So if you can find enjoyment out of that kind of dynamic, that's really sexy too. The most important thing is is reconnecting at home. You know, take out the swingers part of things. First things first is like you and your partner have to be on the same page on at home and you have to be connected. So you have to find those things that you and your partner can do together at home before you try and bring it into the swinging world. Now, recognizing that you've been in the lifestyle for quite some time, I can imagine that being really challenging going from being able to play not to play but at first, like, you need to find the foundation within your relationship because what will happen is, is once you find that foundation in your relationship and the two of you figure out how to execute playing together, your wife can now help enhance that experience at the club or at the hotel takeover, wherever you are or whatever swinging situation that you're in. It is now a partnership and you guys working on it together without you feeling like you're the left man out and like are trying to just like prove something or do something, right? So start at home, figure out what those weird, kinky, sexy things are that are gonna be able to keep enhancing the relationship and then bring it into the swingers world. When you migrate into the swingers world, we'll get into the next comment on what somebody had suggested, but 
um, I do, it, you really should get that word of expectations out of your brain because then I think that you're going to the wrong clubs, no offense, even if they're clubs that like I partner with. There should be no point in time where you feel expected to do anything anywhere. It's your body, it's your, your whole self, your own everything. Nobody owns that except for you. Um, good morning, Mr. Jim. I hope that you're having a great week. So Fred says, I'm sorry for the issues medically. We do hope there is a way to find some improvement through a treatment. While I have not experienced the same exact thing, I did have a few years of issues stemming from one other medical factors which caused some, we'll say, shrinkage and always left me with a less than full erection when I did get one. Thankfully, we were able to get these issues sorted out, and now four years later, I'm almost back to 100%. This is relevant as we had to change our way of playing through all of this. We simply laid out ahead of time that she was up for whatever. However, I was unable to participate other than performing within what I was able to do. Let me tell you, after a few months of going out, of going out, word got out very quickly about my oral game, and I never felt left out. Actually, had a few couples seek us out just to see, and none left unsatisfied. Be the best you can with the tools you're working with, and they will still come. No pun intended. C-U-M dot dot dot. You know what, Fred? Thank you for sharing that also, because sometimes it is really difficult to share in the open forums the personal experiences that we've gone through, and so I do really appreciate you being able to put some personal, uh, you know, tones to that so he can understand that there are things that go on and there are other men that are experiencing this too. You know, we should have like a, a freaking a, a group for the guys for you all to talk about this so you guys can find others and you guys can figure out different things to do. You know, for us it's easy. We just get some lube and just, you know, if we're having some issues, just sh shit that right up. But I couldn't imagine what it would be like from the gentleman's standpoint. You know, I know that there are times where, like, I don't feel sexually aroused at all, whatever it is that's going on in my hormones. Like, I could take sex or, you know, take it or leave it. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like feeling like you can't execute against, you know, something that's going on in your body when you do really want it. You know, like, if you make the choice that you don't want it, that's different. But when you're put in a position where you know, you can't do it, it's very difficult. You know, like when the doctors told me I couldn't have kids, originally I was fine with it because I'm sorry to say I never wanted children with my ex-husband. I was afraid of fucking long-term commitment with him. And so I had already put it in my head, like you can't have kids, don't have kids, don't. And I'm like, oh, maybe I did it to myself. But you know, when the doctor finally said it to me, I did, I was upset and I cried. And, and my ex-husband turned around to me and he was like, why are you so upset? I said, well, it's different when I make the choice of not wanting children. It's another thing when somebody tells me I can't do it, right? That's my own body. This is what I was built for. This is what my, this is what my purpose as a female is supposed to be. It's like reproduction and, you know, that sort of thing. And that right gets taken away from you. It's hurtful to your soul and you don't know what to do. I would imagine, you know, from a man's perspective, not being able to use the Pepe would be very detrimental to the soul. So I understand completely the struggles and the different things that you could be feeling inside, but there are ways around it, right? There are ways to get that 
little tickle going and to be able to please somebody and, and feel good about it. But definitely going to the doctor to see if there are other things to enhance it because there have been so many examples that it's been reversed by simple things and just talking to a physician. So I am very optimistic for many of you. You just got to be strong and just go and you just say your words. Um, okay, so why the fuck does my thing keep doing this? So I think Walter's saying I have no shame. I had an issue a couple of times, so I take Viagra or Blue Chew every time we're going into a play scenario. For some reason, my scroll bar also on the on the comments is, is I don't know what's wrong. Um, but Jim says, if it stops working or doesn't work at all, it can definitely be a mood killer. So preemptively taking something definitely is the way to go for me. Yeah, Jim, we've talked about this a few times that... Um, one time, sorry Jim, you know, there was one time where something happened with Jim and, you know, it put him in a little bit of a, a, a situation and he felt a little uncomfortable. So yes, yeah, so he has shared with me that he does like taking something before he goes out, just to make sure. And that's not to say he is not expecting sex that night. This is just his own personal, I guess, mind reassurance that makes him feel comfortable about going out in the night that's going to be able to lead him. And I've heard a lot of men talk about that too, that they, they make sure that they take something beforehand to make sure things keep flowing and that everything works okay. The thing is, you know, I think that we're kind of past that level of that like when you try and take the blue pill and it doesn't work, that you don't lose that you still feel strong in your abilities from a sexual standpoint. Now, I don't really know, you know, what happens from an internal frustration point from, like, a sexual, like, I don't know if at that point in time, okay, this is how I say it. If a man cannot get hard, are you still sexually aroused? Does that make sense? I'm sorry if I sound silly at this point in time, but do you need to have an erection for you to feel sexually charged or you feel sexually charged and then it doesn't work and then you're in you're like stifled can somebody share that answer with me i would love to know now my favorite girl snow this is what she says and you know she's so good right she says there's room for everyone here and there fucking absolutely is room for everybody here just be open and honest about what you're wanting and needing from the beginning there are plenty of singles and couples that are willing to play with your wife while you watch. That's not unusual at all. If you're interested in playing to your capacity, the more the merrier. Taking the focus off the ED and put it towards all the other fun things you all can do together. I think so too. I think the focus needs to be less on that and more on this. I can also say sometimes I get like really swirly, right? And I get in my own head so much. And when I get so fixated on something, I think it makes it so much worse, right? Like, I've told you guys, like, I talk about it all the time. Like, sometimes my hair is like, I mean, I've been working on it and I've been using different things. I've changed a lot of stuff, but the struggle with my hair was, like, really freaking me the fuck out. But I think that me focusing on my hair falling out so much was making me so much more stressed. And I'm like, I gotta fucking remove myself from all of this, which, you know, then became... Let's go to the gym. Let's do this. It's all, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been this gradual change. If I were being truthful with myself, I have implemented the Mizzy change starting last November around Thanksgiving. That's a really long fucking time to be going through a personal change. But there have been a lot of things that I've been wanting to work on that I've needed to first come to terms with. Ownership and accountability. 
and true ownership and accountability. There are many of times I've written in my journal and I've, I've, I've fed myself the same bullshit until one day I was like, what the fuck are you saying? How many times are you going to write the same shit before you actually act on it, right? So I think that the more we focus on something, the more fixated and the more stressful we get about it because you can't focus on anything else, especially when you're going to go into that scenario, right? When I had said initially, like, there are sometimes things that go on with my body that I'm like can I possibly go into a sexual situation right now? Am I going to feel uncomfortable? And then it kind of kills my, it kind of kills what I have going on. And so I like, I can't get in my head, which is really hard. It's really hard for us not to think about different things. Getting better, but I think it's about talking freely and openly with those that you trust, releasing all of these like crazy things that swirl in our brain because we all have these crazy things that swirl in our brain. It's not just, you know, who sent this to me, it's not just this girl, and it's not all of you, just, it's all of us, right? So we have to realize that all these different issues that we're experiencing, every single one of us have experienced it. And yeah, some of the shit is embarrassing, it really is. I'll be embarrassed for you. You want me to say it? I will. I apparently have no fucking shame. Which is good or bad, I don't really know. Poor Spencer sometimes. <laughs> Although he doesn't really listen to the show. Um, he's always in, like, different kinds of things. He asks me how it's going, um, and I'll tell him, like, the different topics and stuff like that. But it's very rare that he actually uh, has any idea of, like, what's going on here. So that's probably good or bad. I don't know. So we have another comment from one of the gentlemen. And I want to read through the next two because I want to make sure that I touch every male comment that came through. Actually, it's three. Um, so, suggestion for ED is a priapus shot, also usable for delayed orgasm. It's worth a shot. <laughs> well, it's about six of them. From experience, it helps with delayed orgasm and response, as well as renewed sensitivity. They recommend it for diabetic-related ED, too. It's not an instant fix. It will happen over time. A few weeks after visit changes, will, after a few weeks, changes will be noticed if directions are followed. They use PRP from your own body for injections, no foreign chemicals, no downtime. I can recommend Michelle I. Sterling, VA, that is very experienced with a, a, a Loudon? I don't know how to say this word. It's L-O-U-D-O-U-N. I'm sorry. I've never seen it before. Um, you can tell her Sky told you to call her. She will help you out. So I can find what this, where this place is and put it into the blog post um, so somebody can call. Because I'm sure you can just call and get consultation also. You don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, have an appointment. They do do medical consultations over Skype now, which is an incredible thing. I guess, you know, COVID, thank you for that. Uh, some of it probably not so great because they want to do all of the appointments <laughs> over Skype. But at least it gives you the opportunity to reach out to somebody uh, that is knowledgeable and has done some different procedures to help this. So I will find that information. I'm going to ask Guy for it specifically, and we can put it in there. Um, so Rob says, be upfront and honest. My hands, fingers specifically, are far more talented than my penis. Sometimes, if I know I'm having issues, I'll just ask, can I play with your pee <laughs> while you blow me? And that's the thing. So I'll tell you this, like, I can lay down and be used and abused in any which way. So if there's a gentleman out there that's having issues in that sense, 
Spencer and I would still absolutely play with you because yes, you can do other things to my body while I'm blowing Spencer. While Spencer, you know, like there are other things that we can do to compensate. And so I really do appreciate this gentleman saying that because, you know, for me, my dynamics are the more things going on, the more sexually heightened I am, the more like aggressive it is. It's so much better, right? And I always generally do want something in my mouth. And so if that's the case, and, and preferably in that scenario, like I do really prefer Spencer. It doesn't really matter who it is, but in the dynamics itself, like generally, you know, the guy will be banging me and I'll be blowing Spencer. I mean, it, it of course reverses, but we spend a lot of time that way in most of the dynamics simply because Spencer really likes to watch what's going on also. And so this provides all of that opportunity for each one of us to be experiencing the things that we want. So yes, if you're just open with me and say like, this isn't what's gonna happen, uh, because we have had a play partner that has difficulties with that. And even if he's taken a blue pill, it does not work and so there are other things that we have to do other ways that you can position other ways that you can just use different like so we've encountered that quite a few times and it's never a mood killer it's never anything it's just we just keep flowing the dynamics to figure out all the different positions that are really amazing and so yes Rob I agree sometimes those fingers can be way more talented than the Pepe and not for nothing you could fit a lot more uh, you know, the Pepe doesn't grow, but you could fit a lot more hand in there than, you know, whatever. And so I'm a kinky bitch, and you can fit a lot, I guess. Not initially. Not initially. Let's let's not be carried away. Um, so Wendy says, it's not always about the end game, which I think some men get caught up on. Oh my gosh, you're so right, Wendy. It's not about that. It's I just love the sexual energy that's transmitted, right? If you're giving off and you're exuding sexuality I'm just like please eat me up there's not anything about that that I don't love like that's the part that gets me you know like can I caress your body you know can you you know like it's just all these different things and I'm like oh my god yes all these and it's all so important and so it isn't about the end game because not for nothing there are some guys here that you don't even come when you're at the events like you wait until you go home maybe maybe you can get hard but you just can't come at all so there are so many different dynamics that go on that it is not about the end game it's about being in the moment and and enjoying oh my god whatever is brought your way like do you love to kiss i love love kissing there's something about kissing that is just delicious i don't give a fuck i will passionately make out with you and fucking mm -mm -mm. it's like i love it i it's just if i if i'm like in a little thing like you'll get the same kind of kisses i get to spencer almost because i just really love it's just there's something about kissing that's just delicious that's why i never understood the no kissing rule i guess i could but like it's just a bad rule Leroy, yes, he says, and it was very frustrating when it wouldn't work properly. I was having issues with my diabetes that was causing erection failure. Fortunately, I don't have that issue anymore because I now have a penis implant. So it sounds as if a lot of the gentlemen uh, that has experienced this has explored the enhancements. I did not know that this thing existed. I'm going to try and find some research on it and add it into the blog. Um, so what I'll do is I'll post 
the blog, but then I'll do an update as I do research and add some information into it. Um, I'm so appreciative of all of you guys sharing so openly about this. It's, it makes my heart so happy that we can, as a community, talk about the off things, right? We can talk about the things that maybe are uncomfortable, but I'm also so happy that we can provide solutions and make everybody feel valued, important, and that they matter and find different things to help them continue their journey personally, within the lifestyle, or wherever it is. You know what I mean? Jim says, I really have an orgasm in a play scene. I try to hold it off until the girls are finished, and then sometimes it can be difficult for me to finish. My above comment is not a brag, by the way. I do try to reach completion each time. It's just difficult after holding it back so many times. So, yes. Jim and I are very good friends, and we spend a lot of time together. And Jim is a very respectful human when it comes to pleasing the women. But what happens is, is Jim does, like, pull back way too many times from coming. And by the time, and when he does it too many times, it's almost like he's backlogged himself so bad that he can't come anymore. Our birthday, my, our birthday weekend, my birthday weekend, it was really, a, it was, it was a long weekend for him. It was a lot of sexual energy flowing. Uh, the dynamics were running beautifully in a lot of different ways and stuff like that. And there was a lot happening. And he did put himself in that position a few times. And so, you know, it was a mad dash marathon to try and help the guy out on, you know, getting to whatever. But it was the first time I had really seen how difficult and challenging it can be from a sexual standpoint. Like, I, I heard these different things and, you know, talked about different things. I've never really seen it, like, somebody experience it in real life, only simply because Spencer purposely, like, edges himself. Like, he'll purposely fuck with me in the morning and then the afternoon. He'll, like, he purposely does these different things. So sometimes I forget about you know, the actual situation at hand and the gentleman struggling a little bit because I'm so used to his prolongedness and whatever he does that I just don't think twice about it, right? So when I saw Jim struggling and the girls, like, trying so hard to help him out, I was like, this poor guy is not going to fucking make it. Like, I, it was... So, yeah, you guys do all... It, it goes through all different variations of stuff. Um, but, Jim, you should brag. You're a good banger. You do it well. You know, he gets his, like, little sexy groove on. He does his little porn scene and stuff like that. And so he brings to the table whatever the girls need. And that is the point of the matter, right? It's not about him at that moment in time. It's about him pleasing uh, the women. And not all women need the Pepe to be pleased. Now, this was a gentleman who reached out to me privately. And he said, I thought I'd drop a private note per your discussion thread. You may want to provide a note to the poster that they should talk to their urologist about HCG or kispeptin shots. HCG will generate more testosterone, and if you're already on testosterone, kispeptin will additionally aid in arousal. Both are FDA approved and can be prescribed. I'm on kispeptin and swear by it. Keep up the great work. Um, so another kind of recommendation from the doctor from that, somebody that's experienced this. We've had several different options and a few different uh, sexual things that we can do. I think the takeaway from this is definitely go speak to your doctor and explore every single avenue medically, whether it's your diet, whether you know the implants or all these different things. But secondly, 
And most, maybe it's most importantly, I, I would put it before most importantly to the doctor, maybe simultaneously as you're going to the doctor, you tell yourself all the different things that you need, want to be in a sexually satisfied state of mind. Once you understand what it is that you can accept, agree to, and communicate with your partner on how to move forward, I think you'll be in a much better place, right? You and your partner need to come to terms and figure out the different things within your relationship. And then you have to stand strong and united when you go to the events and have your woman be your wingman and have her help engage. You know, if you're not sure how to position the conversation to whomever it is, let her do it. Oh, you know what? He's really good with his tongue. He's really good with his fingers. Can he do this to you? You know, there are other ways that you can add the sexiness into it. You just have to be open-minded, think outside the box, and start branching out into that sexual pool of excitement that there's so much at your fingertips that you can do. I do hope that many of you guys have taken this into consideration or at least realize that you're not alone and that we all suffer in all these different things. And I'm so thankful to all of you guys that contributed so openly, honestly, comfortably with me and with everybody here because um, that's what the show is for. And so thank you for being amazing. You guys make my heart smile. On that note, the show is just about over. And it's going to be another great week. I'm so excited. So tomorrow night we go back to the beach. It's like a neon glow party. So maybe I'll be all painted up and everything. It'll be great. Um, and then Thursday night, Miss Lady comes to town. And Friday we start our adventure. We're going to stop in. Um, I think that we're stopping in Connecticut. I'm actually not really sure. I'm trying to understand what the plans are. There's a gentleman there that we are trying to connect with. And if that happens, it will be a very sexy night with the four of us. I'm very excited, looking forward to that. And then Saturday comes, and we're heading up to Fusion Parties in New Hampshire. So we will, and it will be Spencer, Miss Lady, and I heading up there. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, we haven't traveled. This is like, we, I mean, we travel a lot, but we consider like work travel and then like personal travel. Even though we're going to an event and, you know, representing and everything, uh, it's still more more personal travel. So this is going to be an exciting weekend. We don't have to bring the boutique. We don't have to do anything. There is a door prize uh, for the fusion parties from Mizzy's Boutique. So at the time when you get there, you'll put your name, you know, in, in the, the raffle. And it's, I think, a tank top, a t-shirt, and a Mizzy cup. Oh, Fungul! I fucking forgot. So I, oh my God, thank you, Facebook, because there's so many. So the Mizzy Madness raffle for August is if you contribute to the post at all, which is comment, like, or share, your name gets put into a bucket. I got so fucking overwhelmed. I need to find, I'm going to post it, a picture of it after the show is over. I have to get a new bucket. But like on some of the shows, there's like a couple hundred likes. I'm like, I can't write a couple hundred names. So Facebook allowed me to just like copy and paste it. So I copied and pasted it into an Excel sheet and then printed it out and cut them and put them into the bucket yesterday. So we are completely caught up to date on everybody that has contributed up until this point. And the winner will be called on the last day of the month of the show, which is going to be a traveling busy cup is what it is. So that's it, folks. If you want to see previous shows, go to MizzyBender.com. Check out my blog. If you have a comment, question, topic, email me at MizzyBender at Outlook.com. Till next time, you guys. I'll talk to you super soon.
Kisses.